The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. Yo, what's going on, everybody? I asked that question, as Jimmy does, thinking about how does anyone actually pause the podcast and answer? Anyway, uh, Brandon Lee Gowton here with you for BGN Radio episode 356. No Jimmy Kemsky today. He's going to be back with me early next week. He had something come up where he couldn't record this week for the Eagles-Jets preview show that we're about to get into. Before we do... I would be remiss if I didn't mention BGN Radio brought to you by Wrong Crowd Beer Company, based in Westchester. The best beer in the land. Go to wrongcrowdbeer.com or look for it at your local beer distributor. And if they don't have it, as Jimmy says, be like, hey, uh, get the Wrong Crowd Beer in here and I'll buy it if you get it here. And also you can... Once again, get it yourself by going to the uh, the tap room in Westchester, PA. Great spot. Great beer. Great food. Check it out. Okay. Eagles-Jets preview. Eagles playing a team they've literally never lost to. At the risk of jinx- jinxing it, 12-0 all-time, dating back to 1973 against the New York football Jets. Figured it makes sense to start with the injury report for this game, which was released on Friday afternoon, in addition to some roster news. So want to cover that all. Four players ruled out for the Eagles. Jalen Carter, Darius Slay, Quez Watkins, Justin Evans. Not ideal. Jalen Carter picked up an injury in practice this week, apparently on Wednesday, injured his ankle. Nick Sirianni indicated that it's not something that should cost him multiple games, it seems like, as much as it might just be he's out this week. So that's the good news. Uh, Darius Slay appears to be in the same boat, but not ideal to be missing those guys, especially Jalen Carter, who's just been dominant this season. So that is bad news. I think no one is really losing sleep about losing Quez Watkins, uh, who re-injured his hamstring, apparently, or if it's a new hamstring injury, I don't know. We don't know that, but dealing with a hamstring issue... Eagles like his speed, but he has not been productive for a very long time. And then Justin Evans, kind of weird that, you know, he missed a game there 
most of most of week three when he got hurt the neck injury and then all of week four he comes back week five plays 100 percent of the snaps and then somehow isn't able to practice this week and is actually placed on injured reserve uh with a knee injury so not good to be missing justin evans i don't think he's anyone thinks he's a star or anything but when you're so thin already at safety uh and i and i thought justin evans is, is an upgrade from terrell edmonds who has not played well when he's had to play this year so that is not ideal and further complicating the safety picture is that Sidney Brown is questionable for this game. After being limited in practice all week, I would not think he's just going to start and play 100% of the snaps if he can't even fully practice. And he hasn't even you know made a start in the NFL before. Maybe rotational snaps. Uh, maybe he's there in case of emergency. Because again, the Eagles are very thin in safety with just Reed Blankenship. And maybe Sidney Brown and Terrell Edmonds. And we'll see if they call up Tristan McCollum from the practice squad. Uh, the Eagles elevated him back uh, when, I believe, in week four, when Evans missed that game. So they have uh, not a lot of depth there. And that certainly could be a position the Eagles look to address with the trade deadline coming up later this month. But sticking to the injury report, uh, getting back to the defensive tackle of it all. Some good news. Fletcher Cox listed on the injury report this week, but uh, not with a status for the game. So he's going to play, and that means the Eagles will have Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, Contavia Street, and Moro Ojomo all available to play. They also might have Marlon Tuipolotu. He was limited in practice on Thursday and Friday after missing Wednesday's practice. So uh, he's questionable. We'll see if he plays or not. In any case, Eagles have uh, defensive tackle options. They could also look to elevate Thomas Booker from the practice squad if they want to go six deep there, which they usually do with their defensive tackle rotation. So we'll see how the Eagles handle that. Uh, For context, I'm recording this episode on Saturday morning, 7.34 a.m. So we will see what the team does in terms of making roster moves before the 4 p.m. deadline. Speaking of, Kobe Dean was not listed with a game status indicating he will be ready to play this week. It's just a matter of activating him from injured reserve, which the Eagles have not officially done as of me recording this podcast. So they'll have to clear up a roster spot. I wonder if maybe they put Quez Watkins on IR or cut Mario Goodrich or something. We'll see how they handle that. But N'Kobe Dean should be back. And it should be really interesting to see how the Eagles split the playing time between, or I should say among, him, Zach Cunningham, and Nicholas Morrow, who has been the green dot player. And his issues with not being able to capitalize on turnovers last week aside, you know, I think Morrow's played relatively well. So really curious about how that dynamic is going to work. And and perhaps maybe two of the Eagles want to ease the Kobe back in at all, as opposed to just putting out there putting him out there for a full 100% of the snaps in his first game back from a foot injury. So we'll keep an eye on that. Elsewhere, a lot of moving parts here. Bradley Roby was signed to the roster from the practice squad. That was an expected move after he originally joined the practice squad. He figures to start in the slot at cornerback with Slayout. You're going to have James Bradbury, obviously, on the outside at one position. And then guessing Josh Job because that's who's been the 
back up, the top back up on the outside so far this season. At the same time, the Eagles went away from using their Josh Job on the outside, James Bradbury in the slot configuration last week. Part of that was that, you know, they added Roby in there. Um, but they also were using, you know, Mario, Mario Goodrich and Eli Ricks early in the game. So I guess it's possible that it's not definitely Josh Job, or if it is, that's it might not be him for a hundred percent of the game. I would be pretty surprised to see Keely Ringo out there, but maybe um he does get some snaps or Eli Ricks and or some one of those kind of I, I would lean in the favor of Josh Joe, but kind of interested to see if the Eagles throw us a curveball and get the rookies involved at all against these Jets wide receivers who aren't super imposing outside of Garrett Wilson, who is a nice player. OK, so that's a lot of the injury news. Uh, Quez Watkins mentioned that he'll be out. Uh, Alameda Zacchaeus will be back to being the wide receiver three, which is how it should be anyway, or at least certainly OZ should be playing more often than he was when Quez is healthy. So um, that is a positive development from that standpoint. Looking else to the injury report here, um, nothing else too noteworthy from the Eagles side. Other for flipping the script here to the Jets side of the injury report. They were about three players, including starting cornerback DJ Reed, who it seemed like he had a chance to play this week because he missed week five with a concussion and uh, he was upgraded to limited this week. So it seemed like he may have been progressing to play, but it turns out uh, he was unable to practice on Friday and therefore was downgraded to out. So the Jets will be missing him. And I think a lot of people would agree that he has kind of been an underrated player for the Jets with Sauce Gardner getting a lot of the attention, rightfully so, the other cornerback spot. So that's definitely something working in the Eagles' favor, potentially. Uh, filling in for DJ Reed will be not Brees Hall, the Jets running back, but Bryce Hall, who struggled in his last stint as a starter for the Jets, which was a full-time guy back in 2021. He allowed a 106.6 passer rating when targeted. So certainly if I'm the Eagles, I'm looking to get after Bryce Hall a little bit there and test him out. Jets also missing special teams ace Justin Hardy, who led the team in special team sack goals in 2022, like by far. So, um, you know, not the biggest thing, but also probably not ideal going up against uh, a guy who leads the NFL in punt returns of 20 plus yards since the start of last year in Britton Covey. So that's something to kind of, uh, I guess, file away a little special teams note for you. And then I'll also mention here that sauce Gardner aforementioned sauce Gardner questionable to play. Now he was added to the injury report on Friday with an illness designation. It's typically pretty rare for players to miss a football game due to an illness other than, you know, a COVID issue in the past. So not really expecting Sauce Gardner to be out unless it's more serious than anyone could reasonably anticipate. But I think, you know, you can wonder if he's a little bit sluggish, if his conditioning is a little bit worse than normal because he's dealing with some kind of cold or something. So that's one to keep an eye on, but probably not super meaningful. Okay, that's really it on the injury report news. Obviously, the Jets are missing some key players on injured reserve. Aaron Rodgers, have you ever heard of him? Uh, starting right tackle, Eliza Vera Tucker was placed on IR earlier this week. You have, uh, who else on there? Chuck Clark, a name people will be familiar with. Dwayne Brown 
was the left tackle to start the year. So missing some key players on IR in addition to the actual roster injury report this week. So not the best health situation for the Jets. But uh, I think that's all we have on the injury report. So why don't we take a break and then we'll get into the matchup itself. We will be back after this. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on BGN Radio Solo Pod with yours truly, Brandon Lee Gowton from BleedingGreenNation.com. That's where you can find my written work. You can find Jimmy Kemsky's written work at PhillyVoice.com. We appreciate you following along there in addition to the audio podcast format. Looking at this Eagles-Jets game, I'm going to start with the Eagles defense versus the Jets offense because I think if you're, I don't, I don't think, if I know if you're an Eagles fan, you're feeling confident in this matchup because you're feeling confident about the Eagles winning because Zach Wilson is on the other side. And originally, this game looked like it could be a loss for the Eagles with Aaron Rodgers potentially, you know, being, I don't know if he's going to be MVP Rodgers like he was a couple of years ago, but still certainly way better than Zach Wilson, who has 26 turnovers in 27 games played it's basically 27 starts because uh you know Rodgers barely played at all in the game Zach Wilson had to fill in in week one so uh not good in terms of the turnover department 23 of those are interceptions three of those are lost fumbles for Zach Wilson so certainly I feel like the Eagles are going to be able to get a chance at least one chance in this game to turn him over and steal an extra possession there it's about capitalizing on that at least one so that's definitely something I like there. Jets offensive line is in a spot where uh, they just lost their best player in Elijah Vera Tucker, and specifically going up against Hassan Reddick, who is heating up here after getting the cast off of his thumb. Three sacks in his last two games, and they were high-impact clutch plays late in the game in both instances. I think Hassan Reddick is going to take advantage of a guy named Max Mitchell, who was a day three draft pick by the Jets last year and had to play a little bit. So he has some NFL experience, but he's not played well. I was listening to the PHOY podcast with Bo Wolf and Zach Berman. They had our old friend Zach Rosenblatt, who used to cover the Eagles and now covers the Jets. He mentioned that Max Mitchell did not look good in training camp. So that's certainly a concern, I feel like, for the Jets with Hassan Reddick heating up, going up against him really looking for Reddick to create some pressure and alleviate the secondary that is banged up right now for the Eagles. So I think that's a big matchup to watch. Um, the interior is not great. You know, it's not like they have a uh, total. Eagles have faced weaker interior offensive lines this year, um, but 
it's not like this is a group of stars that the the Jets have on the interior with um, Lakin Tomlinson, who solid player, but nothing special. Connor McGovern, same kind of boat, and then Joe Tipman, who uh, I believe rookie, so he was actually drafted to be a center, filling in at right guard. Uh, I, the aforementioned Zach Rosenblatt said he's actually played relatively well coming in here. So another thing to keep an eye on. Okay, Eagles pass rush, I think, should be able to have success against the Jets' offensive line. I think we should see Fletcher Cox, ideally, you know, coming off of this uh, back injury he's doing. Um, hopefully that's not a lingering issue and he can get back to being on that pace he was or he's been on this season in terms of at least getting hits on the quarterback. Certainly way ahead of where he was at this time last year in that regard. Obviously, playing with Jim Carter helps with that, so I don't know how much that's going to hurt Fletcher Cox, but they're going to need a big game from him. And a big game, not only from the pass rush, but stopping Brees Hall. The Jets are not going to drop back 40 times and have Zach Wilson throw the ball that much. Like They know that's not the formula for victory for them. They have to run the ball, keep the Eagles' offense off the field, shorten the game, and shorten the amount of pass attempts that Zach Wilson has to throw. So certainly it's going to be a big test for this Eagles run defense, which has been dominant, really, to start the year. At the same time, Eagles have not faced a running back nearly as good as Brees Hall. Uh, you could say Ramondre Stevenson is the best running back the Eagles have faced this year, and that's you know not really the most. I like Ramondre Stevenson in theory, but he's certainly not uh, making anyone shaking their boots right now so especially playing for that terrible Patriots team so a terrible Patriots team that beat the Jets I should mention uh, although it did come down to the final play with a Hail Mary there Randall Cobb almost had a chance to steal a win for the Jets did not end up happening so yeah really big week for this Eagles run defense gotta shut the Jets rushing attack down make Zach Wilson throw the ball as much as you possibly can I think that's the key to victory there take another little break here but not actually throwing it to break just a in segment a mid-segment ad to talk about righteous felon craft jerky go to righteousfelon.com and check out all of the great options they have for you in terms of meat snacks and non-meat snacks everything your heart could possibly desire i mean that's kind of subjective but i'll stick with it righteousfelon.com we appreciate you supporting them, also based in Westchester, like Wrong Crowd Beer Company. You can go to righteousselling.com and use discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. That code never expires. You can use it over and over. You can really try to maximize your discount by getting you know some of these big packages of jerky that they have. So you have snacks for the next few months or whatever, far out in advance. And it is the same meat snack that the Philadelphia Eagles, who are undefeated, have available to the players in the NovaCare complex at the fueling station right outside the weight room. We've also seen it in the dugout at the Philadelphia Phillies games. We'll get to the Phillies a little bit later at the end of the show. I want to talk about them really quick. But uh, right to selling. It is a product that you should have in your life. And honestly, candidly, uh, we've had a lot of BGN Radio listeners who have told us that they really like Righteous Felon over the years. So 
it's a hit. If you haven't tried it, what are you doing? If you haven't tried it in a while, give it another try. Ton of great flavor options. Right to selling.com, discount code BGN15, 15% off. Okay. Eagles offense versus the Jets defense. Jets have a reputation for having a strong defense. If you look at every quarterback the Jets have faced this season, those quarterbacks have had their worst games against this Jets defense. Now, again, no DJ Reed. That hurts them. But uh, And Sauce Gardner will see how he's doing with his illness, but expecting him to still be pretty good. But part of what makes the Jets so strong is their defensive line. Um, shocker. Former Eagles executive Joe Douglas is their GM. He knows what to prioritize. He hasn't really nailed that on the offensive line side of things, but it's not for a lack of effort. Joe Douglas has tried to build in the trenches, and the Jets have had more success doing that on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, Quinnen Williams is going to be a problem for the Eagles, or at least a challenge. I shouldn't say a problem. Uh, you look at pressure numbers, as I was, for Jalen Carter this season. He's tied with Aaron Donald for the most in the NFL with 21, I believe. Quinnen Williams, not very far. Or is it 31? I don't remember the number. Anyway, the point being, uh, Jalen Carter's high up on that list. And Quinn Williams is only a few spots below Jalen Carter and Aaron Donald. So certainly he is going to give the Eagles interior a test as the Eagles start. Sue Opeta, once again, at right guard, who seemed to do well, filling in for, has, has seemed to do well for filling in for Cam Jurgens so far, especially having to not like one-on-one -on -one block Aaron Donald all game long, but certainly having to deal with him to some extent. So you have to like the Eagles' chances uh, there, but still, uh, Jets have a defensive line that features John Franklin Myers, who's been a good player, Jermaine Johnson, um, Quentin Jefferson, and Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff, also another one of those players who I think ranks towards the top of the league in pressures. So that's going to be challenging. It's, it's a challenging front for the Eagles, and I think um, they could not totally shut the Eagles' offense down, but I think they're going to you know, challenge an Eagles' offense that has been out of rhythm, an Eagles' offense that seems to be trending in the right direction, but has had issues with rhythm, at least earlier in the year. So definitely going to be intrigued how that matchup plays out. Good note here from the aforementioned and absent Jimmy Kemsky. One area where the Jets are not strong, despite the fact that they have a strong defensive front, is their run defense. Uh, has not been great this year. So I definitely think that's an area that the Eagles... I mean, even when the Eagles go up against elite rushing attacks, and I said this on the SB Nation NFL show on Friday, um, the Saints in past years jumped to mind as an example. They just run all over them still. doesn't really matter how tough of a run defense they face. They can typically just do what they do and execute so well that they kind of just impose their will on other teams. And I, you look at these Jets run defense numbers here that Jimmy has uh, listed in his matchups table, which I encourage everyone to check out. Rushing yards per game allowed, 29th. Rushing yards allowed per attempt, 25th. Rushing first downs allowed per game, 26th. Percentage, percentage of rushes resulting in first down, 27th. And he also listed the rushing totals for the teams they faced this year. The Bills had 97 yards. Cowboys had 134 yards. Patriots, 157. Chiefs, 204. And the Broncos recently just had 139 and also mentioned here is that 
the quarterbacks who are able to run have been able to have some success against the Jets with Josh Allen running six times for 36, Patrick Mahomes seven for 51, and Russell Wilson seven for 49. So definitely could see an Eagles rushing attack that capitalizes on this Jets defense and kind of, you know, the Eagles are obviously going to have to pass the ball to some extent, but maybe you don't need to pass it all game long against this defensive front and the secondary that could be up to the challenge and has been able to contain quarterbacks this season to some extent. Okay, take another break here and we'll wrap up with our week six NFL picks. Back after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on BGN Radio 356. Let's get to our picks. I'm looking at them here. We have five. I guess before we, I do that, I should mention very quickly that are you looking to buy, sell, or rent a house? If so, you should contact Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com at this phone number, 856-906-9295. I never remember that phone number when Jimmy says it, which is why I always have to ask him for some reason. I just can't have that in my head, but I had to look it up and copy and paste it into my notes, my show notes here. So there you go. Uh, 856-906-9295 if you're looking to buy, sell, rent a house, or if you're looking for a realtor, maybe in an area that Kristen Roach doesn't cover, but she can help you connect you with a realtor that you can trust. She's the best. Okay. NFL Week 6 picks. Five picks against the spread. Let's roll through these. Saints. Minus one and a half at the Texans. I don't really feel great in terms of confidence level on this one. I'll take the Texans because better quarterback, home field. Uh, I do think the Saints' experience here could end up having uh, giving them the edge. Dennis Allen going up against a rookie quarterback. So as much as I would like to see the Saints lose, and well, actually I will. I will predict the Texans win. Uh, the Eagles fans should be rooting for the Saints to lose, of course, because the Eagles have the Saints' second-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, and you want to see that as favorable as it possibly can get. And specifically, well, I say that a lot, and specifically. And especially, I don't know if that's any better, but you really want to keep the Saints away from winning the division so they don't automatically jump up to that like middle of the uh, round at the very Best case scenario for the Eagles. Okay, so I'll say Saints lose. Texans win outright. Commanders at Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I really don't trust Desmond Ritter and the Falcons, but I also don't really trust the Commanders, which kind of they kind of like a dead man walking vibe, you know, with Ron Rivera at the helm right now. So I think he's in danger of, you know, getting fired at some point here. Although you look at their schedule. Commanders kind of have a schedule here where they could, in theory, kind of turn things around a little bit. But if they can't, I think that's when we could see that firing. And I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt just yet. 
Giants at Bills, I don't want to even waste time on this one, other than to say that, as I mentioned on the SB Nation NFL show, I think it would be amazing if Tyrod Taylor comes into this game and delivers an upset win over the Bills because then it causes some quarterback controversy, at least in the discourse, if not in terms of the Giants' actual planning. So that would be fun, rooting for chaos. Also, if you're an Eagles fan, you don't want to see the Giants get the number one overall pick. So it would be nice for the Giants to kind of pick up a meaningless win or two here and there to prevent them from getting that very high draft pick where they can draft a new quarterback or a really good player in another position. So I would love to see that happen, but I'm going to take the Bills, even though they're 15-point favorites. I think they can cover. The Giants have been terrible. That brings us to Cowboys at Chargers on Monday Night Football. Cowboys favored by two and a half points. I, speaking of Eagles fan fiction, kind of like I was there with the Giants, I mean, the scenario where... Cowboys lose their second game in a row to Kellen Moore, who it is looking like Mike McCarthy messed up by firing, at least in terms of the Dallas offense getting worse. I would just be so delicious. And also for the sake of RJ Ochoa from the NFC's mixtape, not being a Justin Herbert guy, uh, would, would have to eat crow a little bit to see Justin Herbert beat his team. So really rooting for a Chargers win here, of course. But I just can't give the Chargers the benefit of the doubt. Like, they really have not earned it. Not to say that the Cowboys are, you know, firing on all cylinders, clearly, but they have done that at times this year. And the Chargers, I just, it's so hard to trust them. You just, you're waiting for them to blow it. So I would love to be wrong, but I'm going to take the Cowboys to win and cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. I mean, again, just the scenario where, Cowboys lose that game. And then, as RJ mentioned, have to deal with that during their bye week, have to sit with that feeling of losing two straight with their bye week, and then potentially being down three games in the division if the Eagles can take care of business against the Jets. That is really fun and exciting to think about. Hopefully it happens. Eagles, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Jets. This line has kind of shifted around a little bit. It was as high as seven. I think it dropped basically when the Jalen Carter, Darius Slay, the injury news uh, was put out there. So that is kind of contributes to the line moving a little bit. Those injuries do make me a little bit nervous, I have to admit. Especially Car just losing Jalen Carter, he's been so dominant. He's been amazing. And I'm not saying that the Eagles defense is hopeless without him. They still have a lot of defensive tackle options in there. But he's just kind of like a different player. A very different player. So don't love that. I do think that the Eagles should be able to shut down Zach Wilson. I can't give him too much credit. I think, ultimately, Eagles offense doesn't just roll in this one. I think the Jets' defense, again, their track record, track record of keeping these quarterbacks relatively uh, in check this year, kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt in that regard. So I don't think this is like an A-plus game for Jalen Hurts. would love to be wrong. I think it's just kind of a solid offensive output and I think the defense will ultimately be able to have success shutting down the Jets offense I'm gonna take the Eagles to win this game 24 to 13 11 point win I think the Eagles are up four late and or up three or four late and they go for a touchdown maybe go for the extra point as well well I don't know why you would do that but maybe you would any case 11 point win for the Eagles that's what I see 
this week over the Jets to advance to 13 and 0 all time against the Jets and 6 and 0 on the season before this Eagles schedule starts to get really challenging with the Dolphins at home and week 7 it's going to get it's going to get bumpy here uh so got to bank these wins while you can and appreciate them while you can before the bigger challenges come up okay Lastly, before we wrap up, final thought, Phillies. I'm wearing a Phillies hat right now. You can't see that. Still working on getting video podcasts done. It's just kind of been like, it feels like every time we try to do it, something goes awry. So not even from a technical standpoint, just like scheduling. And so we're working on that. Don't worry. I know you're waiting with bated breath. Phillies went to the game on Wednesday night. Awesome environment. It looked awesome there again. Game four, the closeout, going back to the NLCS against the Diamondbacks. Just pumped up, excited. Fletcher Cox was there in the locker room after the game. Jordan Davis is at the game. Seems like he's a brave fan, so that's tough, but whatever. I really love Nick Castellanos. I've been like, I've been thinking about like ranking my favorite Phillies players. Not for I don't write about them, so I don't know why I'd be do the, do this for other than I guess I could do it on Twitter. I've been thinking about ranking. I mean, like Castellanos, he's up there for me, man. I love how weird he is. He's just like, and, and I, don't, I don't say that as a, a put down. Like he's just interesting kind of guy. Um, And he's been clutch. He's been huge here. I think he'll continue to serve this team well. I was wrong about him bouncing back this year. I thought it's, it's funny because he was really bad last year. Obviously at the defensive moments in the playoffs. But I remember seeing a WIP poll in the offseason that was like, are you confident Nick Castellanos will bounce back? And a lot of people were like, overwhelmingly, like, yes. And that made me nervous. For some reason, that made me believe. I'm like, the fact that everyone is so in on this happening and just thinks it's going to happen and kind of taking it for granted almost makes me feel like it's not going to happen. I was dead wrong. I'm glad to be dead wrong. I love what we've seen from Nick Castellanos and this team as a whole. How could you not? Even if you're not a Phillies fan, I know everyone who roots for the Eagles is not necessarily a Phillies fan. But again, to me, it's always important to acknowledge the like the temperature of the city, so to speak, figuratively and literally, I guess, too. What is it right now? I'm looking at my phone to see the weather. It's uh, where's the degrees at? This is good podcasting. That's what people say when they're buying time. Doesn't matter. It's outdated. Uh, 52 degrees. There you go. That was really worth it. The energy in the city is crazy right now, just like it was last year. And even though it's a different team, I think some of it is, you know, it's it's part of the fabric. It's part of the culture. You can't just pretend it doesn't exist. So very exciting times for the Phillies. Looking forward to this series against the Diamondbacks where I think it's a good spot. My rudimentary baseball analysis because the Diamondbacks to me, from what I know about baseball and them, is that that would have been a bad team to play in the wild card round and a three game series or really last round and a five game series. Cause they have two really good pitchers. They're kind of front end front loaded, but don't have as much depth. And I think that's where Philly, the Phillies are going to win out is the fact that they have more talent deeper down the lineup uh, across the board. However you want to phrase it, not a baseball guy, not a baseball podcaster doing my best here. No one asked for this, but, uh, I have some Philly stakes that I feel like I need to get off my chest, and why not do it? Especially, I'm doing the solo pod anyway, baby. So, go Phillies. 
Hopefully, they can get back to the World Series and finish it this time. Eight more wins away. Really looking forward to continuing to follow along with them. It's a nice little way to spend the time, too, uh, between Eagles games here. So, really like that. Okay. This was BGN Radio 356. I'm Brandon Lee Gowden. You can find social media information for me, Jimmy, and the show in the episode description here below. Same thing with our sponsor information. I'll read them real quick again. That's Wrong Crowd Beer Company, wrongcrowdbeer.com, righteousfelon.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off. Same discount code BGN15 works at wildrangerpet.com for 15% off dog treats as well. And if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you can contact Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors at roachrealtors.com or 856-906-9295. And again, that information is in the description for your convenience. Okay, Eagles, Jets, week six. We'll see how it goes, and then we will be back here on BGN Radio to talk about it early next week. Jimmy will be back with me. We'll be breaking it down. So can't wait to do it. Looking forward to it. Thanks for rocking with us here on Bleeding Green Nation Radio. BGN. <laughs>